0: Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's word. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, "Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name we are looking to a couple weeks ahead when thanksgiving will arrive i love thinking back on past thanksgivings and i love anticipating the next one to come it's a special holiday a day of just looking back and recounting the goodness of our god in this past year I had a lot of special Thanksgivings as a child, special foods that were prepared, and just family gathered together. And when I think about my favorite Thanksgiving of the past, it has to be the one that was the year before I got married. I was in love, and I think that's probably what set this one off above all the others. And I was getting to host my very first Thanksgiving in my home which wasn't very fancy, it wasn't much. I lived in a 14 by 70 foot trailer. I was a school teacher and so I had very meager means. And the guest at that Thanksgiving would be my boyfriend who was soon to be my fiance. And of course it's now who my husband is. And then both sets of our parents. And my kitchen was so tiny that if I wanted to open the refrigerator while there were people seated all the way around the table or if I needed to go over to the sink during the meal, somebody was going to have to stand up and scoot their chair in so we could get by. And so as I thought through having all those people in my kitchen, I decided to move my kitchen table into the living room and turn that into the dining area. I don't really remember the entire menu that I made, but I know that we had the the basics. We had turkey and we had mashed potatoes. And um, I was so thankful that my mom was there to help me with this first roasting of the bird. (laughs) But I know that we also had some simple sides like green beans and a jello salad. And that that was the first time I ever tried my hand at making cloverleaf rolls. And I don't know if they tasted good, but I know that I was just happy that they rose as they were supposed to do. And as part of the table decor, I made gingerbread place cards that were edible and had everybody's name written on them in in icing. But I, I know that everything was just super, super simple. I didn't even have fancy dishes because I hadn't had a wedding shower or anything yet. So it was just the dishes were the ones that I had picked up at the grocery store every week. And I had cloth napkins that I had sewn myself on my little sewing machine, purchased uh, with a couple of uh, yards of fabric and made from that. And I served some kind of simple punch like the sherbet and ginger ale and some iced tea. It was very, very simple. But I can so clearly remember that as we were all gathered around in my little living room, I was so thankful for God's provision for this insignificant First grade school teacher uh, everything I had was just a grace gift from God and here I was now seated beside my husband to be and my parents and my um, future in-laws who had been so gracious to me as well and that was so many years ago but again it left such a an indelible memory in my mind of just the sweetness of it Um I think because my heart was just so thankful for all God had done in giving me a career as a school teacher and then providing so that I could be the hostess for my family to gather around and count God's blessings. And it's just a reminder to me that Thanksgiving can be a special holiday even when we celebrate it in a very simple way. In our Pinterest and Instagram society, we can complicate the simple joys and really make more demands on ourselves than really are necessary, and it kind of adds stress and it subtracts some of the joy when we overcomplicate things. Now, this year, I have plans that I am to be the host for our family Thanksgiving, and as we've approached the holiday and I've been thinking about it, I'm really trying to focus more on the why of Thanksgiving and my preparation than I am the what of Thanksgiving. And by that, I mean, it's just important that I focus more on why am I doing it? What's the reason? What's my motive in bringing everyone together around my table? Is it so that I can show off my perfect home? Well, I don't have a perfect home, so that wouldn't be the case. Am I trying to prove that I'm a gourmet cook? Well, that's not true either. Or that I could produce an Instagram-worthy table? And that's not true. So what's your motive this year? If you're hosting Thanksgiving in your home, what is the why for your Thanksgiving? Why are you doing it? Why are you hosting this year and having people come to your home well i want us to understand that our why should be from the overflow of god's goodness to us i read at the onset of the broadcast today psalm 100 verse 4 enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So our reason, our why, should just be because we want to show our thanks to God. Now That probably seems very elementary. That's why we have thanksgiving. But really, sometimes I think if we really look at our motive, it isn't always as simplistic as that. Maybe we feel obligated, or maybe it's because we do want to impress someone, or any other reason like that but is my motive that i really just want to be thankful to god and to bless his name psalm 96 verse 2 says sing unto the lord bless his name show forth his salvation from day to day we have the opportunity to bless the name of the lord on this special day and then I think also another motive that we should have is to be able to do that with others, to be able to bless the name of the Lord with other people. Psalm 145 is just a special psalm to me. It's just a reminder that we are to be passing on to our children, to our grandchildren, the goodness of the Lord. Because it says, One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Are your children hearing you declare the goodness of God that he has done in this past year? Do your grandchildren hear you recounting his blessings? It says that I will speak of the honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Can you look behind you in the recent weeks and months and be able to tell the people that are gathered around your table what great things God has done? Verse 7 says, They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. Can you just declare with your lips the abundance of God's goodness? It says, They shall abundantly utter the memory. It's not just, well, I can think of one or two things, but no, you know, if we are truly looking for God's goodness, we can just go on and on and on. So we have the privilege of being able to declare the goodness of God with other people. What a blessing. But another motive is just to share the blessing of God's provision with other people. To share what he has given to us, whether it's our home, as simple as it might be, the food that he's provided so that we can share it with others. And, you know, I'm reminded in Luke chapter 10 that if we stress over this holiday our guests are going to feel that remember Martha how she stressed over serving and she went into the Lord and said Lord why do you tell my sister to come in here and help me do you think that the people in our house will feel our stress they definitely will they will feel when we are overwhelmed by it rather than just serving out of a heart of gratitude So can I just share with you some practical ways as to how we can celebrate Thanksgiving and show our thanks to God without focusing on merely the externals, how the house looks, how the table looks, how the food looks, but just focusing more importantly on our great God. So how can we keep it simple and make it memorable at the same time? is it can be done. So let me share with you just a few ways that you can do that this year as you're planning your Thanksgiving. I would encourage you to decide early. Make some early decisions. Decide who's going to come. Who are you going to invite? Now, you know, you might need to limit it because of the space in your home. But perhaps you could look for a family or other people that could benefit from joining your celebration those people might be some unsaved people that need Christ do you have neighbors around you that you've been reaching out to that don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving would it be people that are new to the area perhaps you have a new family that's visiting your church what about a single person that could include perhaps college students or young single people a widow or a widower that have no family invite them so decide early who's going to come and then you need to decide early what are you going to eat wow when we decide that we can't go we shouldn't try to go overboard but just to be able to keep it basic do we really need extra appetizers or we do we really need a whole counter full of desserts maybe just two or three would be sufficient or maybe just one or two. So decide early who's going to come, what you're going to eat, and then decide where you're going to serve the meal so that everyone can share good fellowship and conversation together. I can remember a couple of times when I hosted Thanksgiving that I served our meal in the basement of our home because we had finished it off a bit and made a living area there. And being in the basement allowed us to all be in the same room. And I set up several tables So where would be the best place for you to host the people for the meal? And then also to keep it simple, decide when you need to get started. Early preparation will ease the stress of your getting ready. It will help you so much. So do as many things as early as possible as you can. Now, I would encourage you to make a timeline or you can even go online and just Google Um, Thanksgiving meal prep timeline. And it'll help you to remember like when you need to thaw the turkey, when you should purchase the perishable items, when you could make the pumpkin pie, when you could set the table. And doing anything you can early will ease your stress. So you're going to decide early all of those things. And next, I want you to think about designating help. Now, if you have people that are coming and They say, what can I bring? Tell me what I can bring. Let them help. If they want to um, bring their special deviled eggs or they're going to bring the dressing, whatever, let them help you. Take the help. And if that's not possible, perhaps you could think about purchasing part of the meal that would already be prepared, like frozen rolls. The Sister Schubert rolls are so good. Or maybe a dessert that would be made ahead of time from Sam's Club or somewhere like that. So designate some help that you can get. And then, this is so important, don't feel pressured into elaborate anything, whether it be elaborate tables or elaborate decorations or even elaborate foods. Simply just use what you have and it can be simple and beautiful. I mean, just going out into your yard and gathering some branches of colored leaves and then putting mason jars down the center of your table and filling those with those leaves would be beautiful. Add some little votive candles that are low on the table. Take some napkins and roll them up and tie them with some burlap um, string, some jute. Put some little miniature pumpkins on the table. Just to keep it simple. Don't think you have to do anything elaborate. But lastly and I think the most important thing is determined to magnify Christ. This is what thanksgiving is all about. It's turning our thanks to God for what he has done. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 2 and 3. And I brethren when I came to you I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, and our heart should be like Paul was saying here, I'm not coming to you with excellent speech or wisdom. And we should be saying to our guests, I'm not coming to you with perfection or skills, but I want you to know the testimony of God. And I want to show you Christ. So how can you do that? Perhaps either around the table or even after the meal is over, Ask your guests to share God's blessings from the past year, or how they have seen God answer prayer, or how he was at work in their lives. My family calls this our puff moments. Now, puffs as in the tissues, because invariably, when we begin to share God's answers to prayer, how he has worked in our lives, how we have seen him do mighty things, tears come. And so we need the puffs. The box of puffs is always at hand, and we pass them around. So decide when you're going to have your puff moments. How about singing together? Just singing a simple song like, God is so good. He's so good to me. Psalm fifty-nine, sixteen says, but I will sing of your strength, and I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been a fortress to me and a refuge in my day of distress. And then end your time with prayer you know sometimes hard things have been shared so you might be able to stop and just pray for those needs your guests will surely look back on this Thanksgiving as a memorable one because the focus the why of the Thanksgiving was right it won't matter that everything wasn't perfect because it's not going to be but your hearts will be so full that it will cover any imperfections that happened And sometimes even those imperfections will be laughable moments that you can remember. So can I just encourage you to refresh the way that you prepare for and the way that you host Thanksgiving this year. It will be a memorable time for you and for your guests. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?